Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, Mortz, and I'm joined by my handsome colleague, as always, Salah Dan. Big Dan, how are you doing, buddy? Having a wonderful week, thank you, Terry. How about your fine self? Look, you know, the week's been indifferent, but our Sharkies won. Look, it's undefeated this weekend. Yeah, again. Across all three grades, your beauty sitting, uh, sitting pretty, mate, so... All in all, yeah, look, we are here to have fun and talk about the Sharks. So in that regard, very good. Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know and we, about the weekend, uh, obviously the Newtown Jets beat the bye, um, and they put up a very, very clever video on Twitter of them playing against the bye. That was incredible. And uh, then uh, the Jersey Flake boys also played against the bye as well. So, um, so did first grade. Yeah, and now we're uh, we're here for first grade to talk about the Cronulla Sharks thirty six defeating the West Tigers twelve. Before I get into it, Dan, and how I felt before the game, during the game, and after the game, I'll hand it over to you. Well, thank you so much. I could argue that the Tigers were easier than the buy because of the points differential we gained. Uh, look, for the first time in weeks, weeks, I not for one single second felt like we were in any danger of losing that game, even when it was six all early on. Just felt like Cronulla were going to run right. Ultimately, we did. I'll stop you there. It was never 6 all. No, whatever it was. <laughs> See, I was really unworried at 6 all, Mate, look, as I said, though, I, I didn't feel worried at all. Yes, it's only the Tigers, but when you're missing 15 regular players, you know, any team can beat any team. Tigers have been in decent form. Cronulla just... Too good. Very enjoyable afternoon. I wish we'd crack 50 just for the lols, but you cannot complain with that scoreline or performance. Yeah, look, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to make a confession right here, right now. I went to um, pub with a good friend of the, the show, Matt, and that's not the confession I'm making. There's a, you know, no, no, no hard feelings there, Matt. But before the game, I was really, really worried about this. And I think I was overanalyzing in my head what the Tigers players of the past had done. So I was having a look at the fullback. Obviously, you know, uh, Dane Laurie's played more games than Kate Dykes. I was having a look at the wingers. You know, Brent Naden against Lockie Miller. I was a bit worried about that one. Um, you know, Matt Ikevalu up against James Roberts. I was like, well, you know, James Roberts used to play for New South Wales. You know, Adam Dewey against Trindle. I was like, oh, you know, Dewey's in sensational form. Trindle's in and out of first grade. And then I had a look at the front row. I was like, you know, James Tarmo has played for his country before and had a Tyrone Peachy coming off the bench. And then about 10 minutes into the game, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the Tigers. They had nothing to worry about. It's about years ago. You would have had something to worry about. They offered very, very little, uh, you know, a bit of push and shove towards the end. It was good to see some sort of fight from those pricks. But, uh, mate, we, we dominated them. I don't think we lost a one-on-one battle across the... The park? Dane Laurie was their best, and I dare say K. Dykes even outplayed him. Yeah, look, I, I want to, you know, when you talk about we didn't lose a battle, let's talk about a battle that was lost, though, for the Tigers. The yardage battle. We had 1,865 metres to their 1,366. Now, let's break this down and make this a little more embarrassing for the Tigers. Please. Nico Hines ran for 225 metres on the weekend. Not bad. The Tigers' starting front rowers and their bench front rowers in total ran for 245 metres. Fantastic. It took four players to get 20 metres more than a halfback. Ridiculous. James Tarmow is an absolute disgrace. I rewatched that Royce Hunt try too. Dane Laurie deserves a statue. 
Yes. Because he's the only bloke to put his body on the line with Royce Hunt running. Forwards, middle forwards stepped aside and said, you know what? Not happening. Dane Laurie tried his darndest. Now, he was a billion to one to make that tackle. Royce Hunt knew it. Laurie knew it. But he said, no, nah, I'm going to go in because it's my job. These pricks are letting me down. I'm going to do my best. He got absolutely bodied, as you would expect, being that there's a literal 30 kilo difference there, at least. So I just want to give him a wrap real quick. I thought he was very good. But every other single Tiger should be embarrassed. Well, I mean, it's just the same as the Braden Hunnell-Newelli try. Not only was it embarrassing that he ran through three people, what was embarrassing is Jesse Colton took a hit up before that, and then the game was stopped for a HIA. Mm-hmm. So they had 15, 20, 30 seconds to set their line. Two-pass play, he crashes over the line, and he went through Tarmo, and he went through that Fenua pole. Now, that's that's not a shot for Fenua pole. It's second game in first grade, but he's a middle forward. And it was left for Dane Laurie to try and get under underneath Hamlin Newelli. Like, it's never going to happen. And we saw what Hamlin Newelli did to Reese Walsh a couple of years ago. Spot on. That should never happen in first grade, let's be honest. Big shout-out to both our big boys that got over. You know, because scoring a try as a, as a middle forward is not easy, considering you got to go through there, equivalent middle forwards. But well, what, the, the one thing that concerned me before the game, and again, is when we put Royce Hunt into the starting lineup and Hamlin Newelli on the bench, and I was like... <sighs> Yeah, Hunt missed the game the other week, and you know, like Hamlin Newelli. I just remember the form that he was in before he got injured. Royce Hunt made me eat my words. He did, he mate. Incredible. He's been fantastic. We we shouted out, hoping he get a new contract. And as usual, the Sharks were watching, listening, and we'll talk about that more later. Uh, look, I have to make it a mission. You've you've inspired me with your with your honesty. Earlier, I, I look. I, I thought you know Jesse Ramian's going to score a Hattie today. When the when they stopped, when that Calhoun thing you mentioned earlier happened, they had the HIA. I said, hit it up, play the ball quick, and get it to Ramian. Before I even finish the sentence, Hamlin Newelli scored next to the post, and Bryson, my son, turned to me and and said, "All that," and I was like, "All that." Piss weak and loving it. Now, one of the reasons why I was so worried about this game going into it. And, and bear in mind, knowing the result, no Will Kennedy, no Conor Tracy, no Talakai, no Katoa, no Matt Moylan, who has top 10 try involvements of the year, um, no Fafida, no Tolman, no Jack Williams, eight regular first graders out who would be there or thereabouts in our first grade squad. And we won by 24 points. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Kennedy and Moylan and Talakai and Katoa had played this game. Could have been 100, literal. Yeah, I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. You know, what else What else is amazing apart from, you know, we've talked about the yardage battle, but 10 line breaks, again, it's, I think we're the, own, we're the club that's topped um, double-figure line breaks in games this year, and we've done it again. But what was more incredible, um, the errors, the error count. Now, we only made seven errors. Cronulla completed 84%, the Tigers completed 64%. Weeks past that had been flipped, and Cronulla were completing it around about the 60%. But it just seemed like the errors that we made this time weren't those silly schoolboy errors. Mm-hmm. But what it felt like was we made errors in the key moments of the game. You know, we've just got on top of them, we're up 12 0. Lockie Miller rushes to his feet, plays the ball incorrectly, 
they score from it. We're just getting on a roll. We push one past too many. You know, Britton Nakora throws that ball or tries to throw the ball to Jesse Ramin. It's an intercept. That's an error. And you just feel like if Nakora had thrown the ball earlier instead of stepping inside or if he had just taken that tackle, we score. Like, one of the things that you go back, if you have a look at these games, the amount of errors that Cronulla are making, we don't have that patience like a Penrith or the Melbournes that have dominated in the past, you know, these half breaks in the past, Cam Smith and Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater, they're yelling out, take the tackle, take the tackle, take because they know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Whereas us, we're like, oh, it's like half, half a break, let's throw the pass. You know, so they're, they're the errors that, you know, you're happy making. But what was really alarming to me, Dan, is we missed 38 tackles in the game. I, I don't remember too many missed tackles, and the Tigers only missed 40. I do. I remember, I think it was, was it the Naden try? Mm-hmm. There was about twenty missed tackles in that place. That, yeah, that doesn't count because it comes back. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, look, I don't remember thinking fucking tackle like normal. Mainly because it was such a comfortable, you know, way to victory. I think we overplayed a hand early. I think we tried to score it for every play. Going back to what you said before, but with the missed tackles, yeah, that that shocks me. I actually hadn't seen that stat. I would have guessed it was probably half that because I thought defensively yeah. were good. That new Brown try was pretty shit. There's three missed tackles right there and allowing him to score. And now the bloke, you know, we love New Brown and we, you know, first thing we said was, oh, it's good New scored and it's good that our mate Lockie got to see a try before he belted him. Um, you know, it can, contentious. I couldn't see it on the line. Your eyes are better than me. You swear blind it was there, so I'm okay with that. That was pretty weak, though. The, 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 only, the only thing that I look at in that situation there is that if you flip, again, flip the script, if that's like Bailey and they take it away from us, you're probably fuming. Ah. Uh, well, look, we got the Moylan one, so I'm not going to complain about it. I think I think it's the the natural justice working itself out, like we saw in the Canberra Dragons games. But that that really annoyed me. You know, a typical Cronulla, twelve nil up, dominating. Look like we're on you know sixty nil territory. That's how good we started. Then you know, Lockie knocks the ball on. Okay, you got to get behind him. You got to pat him on the head. You got to tackle. You got to make him not feel bad about the mistake. Instead, we let in a piss weight try to you know. A fringe first grader, as much as we do like him, and a bloke that's 75 kilos. So that was the one downer. That stopped me from giving the 10 out of 10 performance. I definitely feel like we took the took the um, foot off the pedal late too. I feel like the yeah. game was won. There was no real point. But then again, if we scored another 14 points and lost Ronaldo through injury, we, we're going, why didn't they just fucking ease off? So, mate, if you'd offered me this at any point during the game, I'm taking it. Job done. Tamworth looked an absolute treat. That stadium looks amazing. I don't know about putting those big letters on the thing and blocking everyone's view for people standing behind, but uh, it's not our real problem to worry about. But uh, look, another Tigers home ground taken over by the Mighties. Yeah, let's, let's give some uh, some player shout-outs. Um, we've already done to Nico Hines, and I think he's just stormed in in front of Ben Hunt for that, that Dallium spot right now. Um, outside of it, he was outstanding. Again, best on the ground and not even close. Um Jesse Ramian, 174 metres, 13 tackle breaks, defended like an absolute demon all night, was in Naden's face. Um, scored a try. Amazing what happens when we give Jesse Ramian the ball. It certainly is. I was expecting a try today, uh, on Saturday rather, because I liked that matchup a lot. Uh, Ramian definitely won it. I think he was still felt quiet, but those stats are really good for a quiet game. Now, obviously you and I wanted Kale Iro to get his first great debut, but I think the great man Fitz turned around and went, Lockie Miller's third game, Kate Dykes' second game, probably couldn't give it to Iroh. He puts Matt Cavallo in the team. 
social media is ablaze. Why is it Cavalier playing? Why isn't it Iro? You know, does Fitz know what he's doing? Yes, he does. Fitz knows what he's doing. One metres, sensationally defensively, called for that grubber kick, scored a nice try. Matty Cavalli, you and I both said when we signed him, when he comes into first grade, he'll never let you down. He's played three games. He hasn't let us down. He's been very, very good, mate. He did the exact job asked for. I still, hand on heart, would have picked Iro. Um, for my own enjoyment, and but that said, you know, come finals time, a player goes down, who's going in? Tikavalu. So yeah. smart, yeah. smart stuff. Cam McInnes, 138 meters, 36 tackles, uh, two line breaks, one line break assist. Uh, didn't kick a 40-20 though, so I only gave him a three out of ten. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. It depends how you view these things, mate. I personally thought he was absolutely fantastic yet again. Oh, look, it was good, and it's just fun to troll people about it. So, uh, look, Cade Dykes, 130 metres in his first try, and what was really good after he scored his first try was Lockie Miller runs in, just grabs him and shakes him, and he's screaming at him, how good is this? You know, I almost would have loved to have seen, like, Adam in the crowd just to see what his reaction would have been like. You know, you know, his house just exploded when he scored. And speaking of Lockie Miller, on the wing, 121 metres, a nice try. I thought he handled Naden very well. I want to say this for Lockie Miller in the, the matchup against Brent Naden. Who would you say, we, we know Lockie Miller's probably just quick because Naden is a speedster, but I'd, I'd say Lockie, who has, the, who has the advantage athletically in that battle? Well, I would have thought Naden. He's bigger, well, it, stronger. It, it is Naden. He's bigger, stronger, can jump higher. Why didn't they kick the ball to him once in the air? Didn't trust it. We can't catch. We can't catch yeah. and put the ball down. All the shit bombs went to Ronaldo, who was feasting. Yeah, yeah Ronaldo was like, up. Like, this is what... Like, you have a look at the teams who have got an, a glaringly tall winger and a really short winger. It's like Penrith. Mm-hmm. And when they had... Last year, they had Stephen Crichton on the wing and had Brian Toto on the other wing. You bomb Brian Toto. Mm-hmm. No, no, let's just bomb Stephen Crichton all night. Crazy. You know, Daniel Tupo of the past. You, you, people still bomb him now. He's 6'5". Yeah, he's, he's, and he leaps up 11, 12. I mean, I can't really go and bomb Joseph Suwali now because that's just a fucking cheat as well. Yeah, you know? that's, but in, in the but, past. But like Jock Madden, you're the halfback. You have to be looking left going, Nathan's about 6'2", with an insane vertical leap. Now, even if he can't catch, he can bat the ball back. That's true. He can. Lockie Miller's about 5'10". 3'6", yeah. 5'10 and he's misses high heels. Yep, yeah, Not one kick went that way for a bat back, for an attempted catch. The problem is, with the Tigers kicking game was so horrendous that if he'd put up a kick, he probably would have gone out on the floor and give us a seven-tackle restart. Yeah, look, Dewey, Dewey put one good kick up, and it's that kick and hope thing because he tried that one in the second half. Followed it. Sorry? That bomb that went up, Ronaldo swallowed yeah. it. Yeah, our back three, I, I didn't feel once under pressure. I think they avoid kicking it to Lockie Miller because if you go up and he gets down and you're not right in front of him, he's gone. Yeah. Happened with the Titans and it happened again this week. He got, you know, as much as we do like Katoa, there's no way Katoa sets that try up. Lockie no. Miller was gone. And I honestly think, you know, as much as we love Connor Tracy, and we'll talk about this one later too, Lockie Miller's got to play wing, mate, because there's no one else like him in our fucking side. Yeah, I'm glad you look. Connor Tracy's back in the in the lineup this week, and we'll get into that later on. Uh, look, uh, the highs come with the lowest. Tobias. Do not want to talk about it, Terry. Too painful. Yeah. 
the great man and fan of the podcast is injured, um, out for about four weeks, uh, pushing for week one, potentially week two, but I reckon we get week two off, he'll be back for the prelim final. Um, as, you know, now it's time to get behind, uh, and looking at this week, we're starting you, Elliot Hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is monstrous. That's a big pack. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the uh, manly. No, and what I want to say about Royce Hunt, because I remember when we signed him and you and I were laughing about it going, you know, this guy's got the turning circle of, uh, you know, like Queen Mary boat, you know, milk turns quicker than him, and he's got no lateral movement. His lateral movement's incredible. He turns now. He's not lazy. It's like it's like everything that we bagged him for, he went out and went, okay, well, I'm just going to make myself better this way, like Dan and Terry know. Uh, spot on. It's fair to say he's been a Fitz project, mate? It's fair to say that he was a, a Fitz. Now, he wasn't the top of my Fitz project, so he was at the top of my Fitz project from the start. I was seven see Super Talakai and Britt Nakora. Mm-hmm. Um, but Royce Hunt has developed into arguably, you could put him in contention for one of the, the top three most improved players in the NRL this year. Absolutely. Now, I had a good chat with a uh, big friend of the podcast, Shanaz, and a good mate of us both. Uh, you know, shark cast. Make sure you jump on. It's very, very good. Listen, not as good as us, but you know that's 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 hardly yeah. fair. Um, and we we he said, you know, to a man, everyone's improved. Like potentially, Will Kennedy's probably the only one who hasn't because last year he was so good. It's hard to improve when you're that good. And as Shanaz pointed out, he's still leading the line break assists, and he probably hasn't played that well for six to eight weeks. So it shows you how important a good coach is, and I think. The Bulldogs have seen our, you know, immediate success. And who knows? We might bomb out from here and bomb out straight sets in the semis. Still humongous improvement on last year. And we in the preseason said, we want a big improvement. We want to be set up for 2023 and 2024. That's exactly what's happened. You know, Sir Fitz has surpassed all expectations, even the lofty ones set upon him by us. But uh, Royce Hunt, I think, you look back, and, and Nakora is another one who has improved out of sight, and obviously Talakai has just gone from reserve grader to New South Wales utility. So there's your big three improvers, but Royce Hunt, mate. Oh, but, I mean, oh. Maybe Rudolph last year was the laughing stock of the league until the final round with his missed tackles. Yeah. He was tackling at 93%. <laughs> this was appalling last year. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, this is how good he is. Cam McInnes didn't play a game last year, and he's like played fucking nearly twenty games this year. Yeah, yeah. All the all the Cam McInnes' stats are up year on year, so yeah, it's huge. I mean, McInnes has been absolutely incredible compared to what he dished up last year at the Dragons. Absolutely. I mean, even Blake Braley. You know, like I, I give Blake Braley a hard time probably because of the lofty standards that he had as a junior, and it hasn't quite come to first grade. But Blake Braley of 2022 shits on Blake Braley of 2021. Much, much better. He's another one I was going to give a quiet shout-out to because he didn't get Sinbin or do anything stupid. Yeah, and then there's one more player that we have to give credit to for the big improvement of this team, and that's Chad Townsend fucking off. Yeah, look, definitely true. Def- not many. You won't catch us saying many positive things about Chad, but uh, there it is. Make sure you gif it and enjoy. It's not happening again. <laughs> um... Uh, obviously, uh, before we go into the game on the weekend, some news. Obviously, it's Vice Rudolph out for four weeks. Uh, no talent by this week. Connor Tracy comes back into the team. Lockie Miller holds his spot on the wing. And I think that's actually a pretty good call to keep Lockie Miller around there because a lot of the men in the backs don't want any smoke when anyone runs at them. Mm-hmm. They are quite quick. Yeah, yeah they are quick. 
I the Talakai thing. Uh, look, obviously he's not one hundred percent, and we're not going to risk him. Brilliant. There's no need to. You know, if we lose to Manly, whatever. It's not. It's not the end of the world. And Talakai being fit come finals time is of utmost importance. Also, last time we played Manly, no one will forget that it was the Talakai show. Yeah, there is not a more relieved person today than Morgan Harper. That is true. But in saying that, there's always the temptation to think, just get a Talakai and we'll kill him. That's not there now. We've got to go to Brookvale and we've got to beat him. Well, the other thing as well is since Morgan Harper's disastrous game on the right-hand side defending, they've moved him over to the left. So he's tackling Jesse Ramey in this weekend. Nico, give the fucking ball to Jesse Every set in our end. It's going to be sweet. Although yeah. I don't think their other centre's doing much better either. So, uh, look, no, I'm not... But he's very good in attack. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not too disappointed that Talakai's missing this week. Big picture. <laughs> but, you know, it would be nice for him to go 2-0 and against Harper. But in saying that, Connor's back, which we both knew would happen. Uh, and Lockie Miller has survived the chop, which makes me feel good. Yeah, and uh, last piece of information, obviously, Royce Hunt today announced that he's re-signed for a year. Um, a lot of people saying that it would have been good to get him for two or three years. The situation, as I understand it, is it's not about Royce Hunt backing himself. It's He's gone into 2023 with a handshake deal that once we've extended the back five and we know what the salary cap will be for 2024, he'll get a significant pay rise and there'll be an extension. Royce doesn't want to go anywhere. Um and I've heard we're very close to re-signing two of the back five before they even get taken to the market. That's it. I don't have any... Sorry, would you like to... Are we naming names or...? Well, one of them is the is the centre that you and I absolutely love and adore in Jesse Ramian. Fair. That was what I was going to comment, but you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. So um, I'm hearing Jesse's very close to putting pen and paper to almost the exact same contract that he came back on. So it'll be another four-year deal, which will take him into his peak. With us, and then there's one more player um, that you know we we absolutely could not let this guy hit the market because there are lots of clubs looking for an elite winger. That's all I'll say. That is absolutely fit. Well, that could be either because they're both elite. But I, I'm you know with the greatest of respects to young one of them, uh, yeah. the other one is probably slightly higher. If that makes sense. Uh, now, this weekend, we go to Fortress Brookvale. And Boom! We have not won since round one, 2008. <laughs> there was a big debate in the group chat. Have we won at Brookvale three times? Have we won at Brookvale five times? Have we won at Brookvale seven times? The correct answer is seven. It, it's still shit. Seven it's is not... Absolutely disgusting. They are... Like, this is the worst record in the NRL. It's not just Cronulla and Brookvale. It's Cronulla versus Manly. It's the worst record. Yeah, it is. It is shit. Growing up, it's always been manly. Until the last few, excuse us, few years, we beat them every four years, you know, 2016, 2020, and then we got them a couple of times since. But uh, look, 2008, mate, one of the um, one of the all-time great wins. Great, my first CWC bus trip. Uh, unfortunately, the night I met my now um, ex-wife. So good night. Bad night, I don't know. But this Saturday night's going to be a great night, Terry. Now, I won't be there. Full disclosure, I'll be at the darts. We bought tickets before I checked, and by the time I looked and said, oh, and they're like, well, it's bought now. There's nothing you can do. So whatever. It's going to be great. We will be watching. The darts start at 7 o'clock, but we've already made a pack that we'll be not entering until the Sharks have won. And we'll, we're only next door, so it'll be five minutes later. But 
I can't wait. We're going to end this fucking hoodoo. Number eight's coming up, and if it doesn't, I reckon burn the club down because it'll never happen. Yeah, look, no Turbo, no Gerbo, no Jason Saab. There's no soul at the club at the moment either. Like, these guys won't wear a rainbow jersey, but they'll defend someone who attempted murder. Um, Des has their under pressure. This just screams me in the ambush. It, it does, yes, but Kuhn Foran has switched off. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans is just... I, I'm loath to say this because he'll probably kill us. It's been disgusting the past couple of weeks. Like, I'm talking all-time bad DCE, which, you know, is hilarious and dangerous and equally... Uh, yeah, look, it does scream ambush now that I hear that out loud. But I don't want to think about that, mate. I can't see anywhere across the park where they're better than us. I will say this. If we make a line break on the weekend, it's probably going to be guaranteed a try because Ruben Garrick wants no smoke on any tackle. Oh, I saw that you were talking about. He was like, oh, whoops. When Fafita ran through, he ran the opposite way. Yeah, he ran nowhere near Fafita and then right at the end when both Fermor ran. Like, and this is the thing about Garrick in the last couple of weeks. Like, It was really funny making these memes about Darius Boyd when it happened. But Ruben Garrick's actually a speedster and he's getting burnt. My thoughts. Yeah, Fafita made that break. He ran the opposite way and left one of their crappy um, centers to try and chase him down. Yeah. Um, Let's hope. There's also a rumor that there's a rumor floating around that Ruben Garrick will be out on the weekend. And Brendan, uh, no, uh, who's who's the backup? I can't remember who the backup fullback is. Um, or he's the backup fullback. Yeah. So backup backup fullback will be. That'd be huge for us because as much as we laugh about him, Garrick has carved us in the past. So is Jason Saab, so I'm glad he's out. It's always those useless players that have just a little bit of pace that make us look stupid. So I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to cry too many tears if Garrick misses. I think that Tour Pilotto or whatever his name is might go into fullback um, with, you know, another, you know, maybe they'll go back to what's his face on the wing, the bloke who used to be good many, many years ago. We might see T Rex wheeled out, mate. Who knows? Tiffle, that's the one, yeah. He's over in the Super League. They released him before the deadline. Well, there you go. There's not much. I hope Dylan Walker plays fullback, mate. Yeah, he's playing lock this weekend. And look, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the less said about Dylan Walker, the better. But again, it's one of those things, like the feeling that I had before the Tigers game, it's kind of creeping back in now about this Manly team. And, and you know, it's probably because we've been burnt by the Sharks so many, you know, you think back to 2015, all we had to do was roll Manly to get a top four spot and Manly come into our home ground. We're playing wearing a disgusting yellow jersey. They've got fuck all to play for and they beat us. And then you think about the 2019 semi-final at Brookvale. They literally wheeled out the Blacktown workers featuring Daly Cherry Evans, Fanua Blake and Jake Turbo. And destroyed us. It belted us in front of a big inbred two-headed asbestos-covered crowd. The Sharks of yesteryear lose this game. No doubt. Absolute no. Last year, we, we walk in. The Tigers game, though, we lose in years gone by. Because we go into a team who has nothing to play for, has no talent. We've got it all to play for. A loss ends our top two opportunity, really. We go in and lose. This year, we said, nah, fuck that, and we spanked them. So... I'm hoping that carries on this week. And for the first time, I wasn't confident we beat him in 20, uh, 2008. So probably the first time ever I'm confident going to Brookvale. I was really confident in 2012 because we had the uh, – sorry, not 2012, 2016, round three, 2016. 
And we were, we were up at half time. Don't forget, we were up at half time, and then um, money to power killed Jack Bird, who was the best player on the field, and they ran over the top of us. So, um, yeah, look, I think, um, I think you know, you really want to be confident for this game here, but it's again, it's manly. It is a hoodoo. Brookvale is a shithole. Um, this, I think we. This is an opportunity, though, Terry, because. Sir Fitz has put a lot of that rubbish to the side, and this is one that Cronulla need to get past. You're 100% right, it's a hoodoo. And there have been games that we should have won there that we just figured we wouldn't because of the hoodoo. We want to go there next year. We want to see that Brookvale game and go, remember last year when we spanked them by 40 on their own patch? That's what we need. So yeah. this is an opportunity, boys. Yeah, look, we uh, got, got some troops back. We got Andrew Feeder back, uh, Aiden Tolman's back. Although it wouldn't surprise me if Jesse Coltman came back into the 17. Uh, Connor Tracy is back as well, and, of course, Matthew Moylan. So at the moment, we're just missing uh, Kennedy Talakai, Katara, and Jack Williams. I am Tobias Rudolph as well. Um, yeah, look, uh, this is it. You know, we need to have the same kind of score as against the Tigers. You know, if you give me 36-12 again two weekends in a row, I'm going to be really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Look, considering what we're... We've been up against historically. I'll take a 10-8. I, I don't. I just want to win this game, to be totally honest. But I mean, we're a dollar twenty and they're four bucks, which shows the gap. Like you got Nico Hines is in career best form, and to say that, considering what he did early this season and last year for Melbourne, is ridiculous. Our forwards are just outstanding. Their forward pack is Bankstown worthy. Like I love Andrew Davies as a person. I love the story, but he. He's not much chop. Marty Tapao has killed us in the past, but he's 104 years old. You know, like, okay, Josh Alloway, you know, typically has a good game against us. He's an okay forward. Shit person, good forward. You know, he's probably the only one in that starting pack. Oh, look, he's a freak, but we we fucking took him apart in the last game, so. Yeah, Wade Graham's up against Olakowatu and... He needs to, you know, this this is one of them challenges that Wade really stands up to, you know. Take it the, serious, your personal. Yeah, the, the Wade Graham of 2016, 2017, 2018 took on, you know, your Boyd Cordoners and your fucking Matt Gillettes and, you know, your David Fafita bursting onto the scene and was like, come here, you big C, I've got you. So we need Wade Graham to do that again. And then when he comes off the field, we need Teague Wilton to go, you know what, I'm just as big and aggressive as you. Um and I love the gays, so you're in trouble. Yeah, spot on. Give him a big cuddle as he smushes his face into the dog shit that yeah. is that stadium. Absolutely. And, like, every single one of those pricks who wouldn't wear the jersey, I hope we kiss them all over the face when yeah. we tackle them. I cannot wait to see Ronaldo, who, you know, has a bit of chirp in his game, I think it's fair to suggest, Terry. Uh, I can't wait to hear what he does to these pricks, and I'll back him to the hilt. And I'll tell you what. If they want to start, you know, getting in the face like Brent Naden did, he's fucking lucky Royce Hunt wasn't on the part because the mood Hunt was in, he would have skinned him and eaten him alive. So this weekend, I want to see Dylan Walker go at Ronaldo, and I want to see Royce Hunt step in, and I want to see his fucking soul, Walker that is, his soul leave his body as he backtracks and realise that Royce Hunt, something PlayStation joke I shouldn't have made. But yeah, fuck him is what I'm saying. Royce, get in there and kill someone. Yeah, and this is another game as well. If Manly score more than 10 points, I'd be really disappointed. They don't have 10 points in them, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
Yeah, that like that Manly Tony. I know you know, and Manly put in that incredible performance against the Roosters, but I haven't got that now. This season's officially done and dusted. Look, they can be that annoying team that can, you know, go out there and upset the the top eight or the top four or whatever it is. But I'll just have a look at the class and quality that we have. I I honestly think one of Fafita and Tolman need to be sat for Jesse Colburn now. I think he's earned the right to be now our best 17. Yeah, yeah, rotate him. Now, look, if the unthinkable happens and we're trailing half-time, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Colourful jerseys in the second half. Yeah, yeah. We win by 40. Yeah. But on a serious note, yes, Colhoun must play. Yeah. Um, would you as well be tempted to, if it's not Colhoun, drop one of Fafida or Tolman for... Uh, Trindle, just in case, or are we happy with way Graham's cover mid-game? No, happy with, because I have a feeling that the Manly forward pack, after hearing our podcast, will fire up big time, and we'll need the forwards on the bench. Yeah, because the, the other thing as well, I, I, did, I did post this question to someone um, at the club, and I said, you know, if we go into a game with four forwards and Matt Moylan goes down, is it way Graham that plays 5-8? And they said, no, it's not. Lucky Miller. No. It's Jay, it's uh, Blake Braley, close by back. Cam McKinnis goes to hooker. Look, there's fair call. K Dice can play in the halves as well, and you drop Ronaldo fullback. So yeah, but I mean, if we've got if we've got four forwards on the bench, you can't really rotate around that way unless you put Teague Wilton in the yeah, centres, which is that's too much of a reach. That will whereas have I lost you? Are you there? You're yeah. looking dopey. I'm here, Terry. Oh, I look dopey. Do you hear? Do you hear this? I have to put up with this every week. You should hear what's said before we hit record. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, no, no, look, I, I'm definitely going in with four forwards. Um, you take the risk. If Moylan's not 100%, you don't play him. And also, um, you know, New South Wales Cup's not overly important, but if Cavalu goes back, you know, if Colhoun's not going to play, he goes back. Trindle won't because he'll be around the squad, 18th man. Uh, there was another player that went back too. But um, it's a must-win game for the Jets who played before. So technically, you could play Trindle in that game and put him as 18th man. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing that. I, I would pick one of Trindle or Cohorn to be the 18th man. Oh, Ira is the other one because he's playing fullback for the Jets. Yeah, Ira is Ira is the other one. Yeah, I um, you know, it's it's one of them situations where it's either Colburn or um, Trindle and. If it's a HIA, you're probably going to want Jesse Colburn on the bench. You're definitely going to want Colburn on the bench. So I want Trindle playing for the Jets um, because yeah. if they win, then it sets up a last-day thriller against the Bulldogs and the one premiership on the line. Plus, I want Trindle with as much football, knowing Matt Moylan's history with injury and us being yeah, a couple yeah. weeks off. Yeah, I think I think this weekend, though, you may get away with resting Trindle in New South Wales Cup because they're only playing the Blacktown workers who have... Six or seven players playing first grade. That's true. Very true. What's your prediction, Terry? Are we going to win? Are we going to end the hoodoo? Uh, we are going to end the hoodoo, and I think we're going to end it quite well. You'll be your team. Me too. We're both on record. Technically, um, this is something to bring up as well. 2020, we played the Seagulls in an away game, but we belted them. Yeah. So maybe you can say that you know that game was up in Gosford. Um, but for mine, it still counts, so they can eat a dick. Yeah, look, fair enough. And uh, most of them, after hearing that, would sit out for a week. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm predicting that we're gonna we're gonna put another twenty points on that four against you. Love the way you think.
And on that note, mate, how about more? How about more?